Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 18th of May 2012. For newcomers, I always suggest you make use of CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website. You'll find over a thousand audios for download for free and hopefully if you can wade through them and keep your sanity, you'll understand the system you were born into, completely different from the, the one that's drummed into you at school, the one that's drummed into you through daily media, all through your lives, and from politics and all the rest of it. A complete mind warp indeed, because that's how we're trained. We're trained not to know what really is going on, what the real truth is, and even to see what's in front of your eyes at times as well. It's perception management, and those who get into your head first are the ones who alter and distort your perceptions to suit themselves. You understand this all to make sure that you don't wisen up to the system in which you actually live. So you're living in the system, and uh, I try and go through the history of uh, this particular organization that sat uh, at tables in the 1800s, early 1900s, and decided to basically take the world over because they decided they already owned most of it financially already through debt creation to different uh, governments and kings and queens, and they thought that why not? And of course, when Darwin came along, it fitted their ideals. They were obviously were the the fittest to survive, the most favoured uh, race. They might call themselves a species or a subspecies of a race, being the most intelligent as they thought of themselves. And uh, and through cash and the cons of money, they could run the entire planet. But they also wanted to take over all of the world's resources, and they certainly set up uh, different organisations underneath them, massive umbrella organisations to do just that. Still going on today, of course, and we're actually seeing some of it coming through in our lifetime with the takeover of all the oil across the Middle East pretty well. So it's uh, it's not hard to believe once you get into the history of it because there are professional historians who worked with this organization and uh, who have written books about it and how they function and how they use wars and actually create wars to get their agenda through. Out of conflict, remember, you get treaties signed, you get amalgamations of countries as well, and you get common rules, regulations, and centralization of all government, which is imperative if you're going towards a world government. Remember, too, you are the audience that bring me to you. You can help me get along by buying the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. I won't bring on advertisers as guests uh, that will entertain you for an hour or terrify you and then sell you the cure. I simply uh, try and dish out the, the news as we can have it, because most news is distorted uh, or, or misinformed, too. Lots of stuff is misinformed out there. And... Um, it's very, very difficult to get truth. You must think for yourselves. If you can't think for yourselves, don't follow anybody at all until you can. Uh, that's imperative. 
And um, we're all being used in one way or another because the ones who rule the world through cash have been at this for such an awful long time. They have so many organizations and think tanks working on every aspect of society ongoing into the future, what will happen, what they plan to happen, the reactions against their planning. Everything is catered for. You can do anything you want when you can create cash out of nothing and and hire thousands of think tanks and non-governmental organizations to work as an army to demand legislation which you want to get through anyway across the whole planet. That really is the, 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 the farce of this democracy we live in. We've never had democracy. It's, it's a placebo, a panacea, you might say. And uh, it's worked pretty well up till now, but it's, it's getting pretty shattered and shredded at the, at the edges. And there's little holes coming through the cloth of it. We can see the light once in a while. It won't last too long, I think. And that's why the big boys are bringing in the police states across the world. That's what they always do when their old system goes down. But the thing is, they hope to lead in the new system as well. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix, and it is a matrix indeed because there are so many levels to this matrix and so many departments and rules and, and so it goes on forever basically. And when you think that you've got to the, the, the end of it all and you know it all, of course there's another level above you still to go. That's how this, this deception really works. Old techniques, mind you, I keep saying this, that uh, governments have been around in one form or another for thousands and thousands of years. And knowledge is never lost. I mean, the first trick really was for the first one to come up with some idea of getting all the people around them to obey them. Uh, that was the first trick a long, long, long time ago. How do you get them to obey you? And so you can dream up something or you can say, oh, you're the big guy in some islands. You'll find it like Borneo and so on. Every tribe has a big man, a guy who's bigger than all the rest of them. And, and he becomes the automatic chief just because he's big. And that idea, he's got a phallic symbol, he's going to beat all the rest of them, you see. And, and so you feel safer with the big man there. But then he wants to get kept in a bit better lifestyle than the rest of you. So you've got to start bringing offerings to him. And then you deify him like a god before you know it. And that's what the ancients used to do and from the, the earliest times that we know of because I'm, I'm certain there's, there's far ancient, more ancient archives uh, hidden around the world that we're not given access to because the technique to be prosperous and do well in this world and live a, a fairly easy life is always to rule over others in one form or another. So uh, we've had many... Um, Advisors, you might say to kings and queens all down through the ages. In every country that had kings and queens, advisors becomes a profession, you see. And the psychopathic types are the best ones to recruit because they grow up disobserving those around them. They feel nothing, but they watch how other people react, normal people react to situations, and they become very, very good at manipulating uh, situations, uh, experts in fact. And they always end up as the advisory policies to the front men who are just really almost actors pretty well. We call them prime ministers and presidents, the ones that are put in there by the CFR. And then you have cliques of these advisors uh, who know the global plan. They're more, they're so important, far more important than any president. 
uh, these are the guys who also do the script writing too, and it has to match the global plan. It has to match the, the same global plan that Britain, the US, Canada, uh, Australia, New Zealand, and everybody else is in on, you see. It's just the public that's not in on the big global plan, you see. So the, the, really, they're the more important people are the, are the ones who advise uh, them what to do and how to handle the public and what to tell the media. And um, and they do it all the time. Never tell us the truth on anything, actually. And I really mean that. We're, we're never told the truth on even the most simplest of things. If you get the average psychopath, he can or he or she could talk for an hour on little trivia about themselves or whatever, what they've seen that day or what they saw during the week or what they've done. And, and all of it can be a lie. They never stop practicing. You understand? There's no reason for it because they're not gaining anything by it. But they, 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 it's, like a, it's a way with them. They, they get off on deceiving people. They really do. They get happy on deceiving people. And that's what governments are in the business of doing. Propaganda uh, was a, a widely used term uh, for, 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 well, well, centuries, in fact, propaganda. The Catholic Church actually came up with the term. And, um, and then it was taken over to actually mean spinning something for your point of view for a particular reward or to get the public to follow you. And that's how it became understood in later times. And then, of course, Bernays came along and, and he, he liked propaganda, not the term because it was more honest, but, um, eventually called it public relations. Now, everything, uh, when you go to ask for any documentation on anything from any public body, you'll have to go through the public relations department, which also does censoring. They decide if you want to get something or not, you see. It goes from courthouses to everything up to even police. They always have a public uh, relations spokesperson for them. And uh, whenever you see that, you know you're not going to get the, the truth. They, they really put it across in such a way that they delete certain things that they should tell you uh, and maybe put in some things which um, are completely untrue altogether. You're not going to get the truth out of them. That's the world we live in. And we go along with it because we play with them and they play with us. And most folk are quite, quite happy being played with in this manner. They even watch the 6 o'clock news every night. And that shows you that there's a sadistic streak in, in most people. But... um. You're living in, a, in an age where everything's changing. Everything is changing. It's been changing for an awful long time. And big, big forces were working up to the big changes even before the, the two world wars. There were definitely organized groups, very well-funded organized groups, uh, setting up what was known as, as the communist system. Uh, you didn't find any really poor radicals before uh, Lenin, etc. They all came from wealthy families. And you always find that those who do the changing of the system, they'll get all the people at the bottom to follow them because they're cannon fodder. But the ones near the top generally come from the middle classes. And they are the ones who start revolutions off under the guise of helping the poor generally. And then they become a worse tyrant than the ones that went before. That's what you live in in, in the system. So I always tell you, don't follow anybody. You really don't follow anybody. You can't. You've got to think for yourselves. It's the hardest thing for a person to do. Hardest thing. Hardest thing to let go of everything you've utterly believed in all your life. For young people, they've got a chance because uh, when in their, in their teenage years, uh, they've got a chance to question everything. They tend to jump into the whatever the main group are going along with because of the peer pressure. They like to be part of the group. And it's hard for them to step out up and say, I want to think for myself here. Very, very difficult. 
And that generally will stay with them throughout life. If, that, if they go with a group, they'll go with a group through life, through the different stages of life as they get older. They'll still go with the group and vote the way that daddy did or whatever, or they decided to vote. Or it goes forever with them. It doesn't change. But they do have a chance with their teenage years, especially a few who know that the system is all wrong. They just know it. It's intuitive with them. Often they can't verbalize it. And they, they, they go into boring jobs. And some of them get depressed. Some of them take drugs. Some of them start boozing too much. And then they get in a lot of trouble. Then they blame themselves because the whole society around them will tell them it's their fault. Why don't you fit in? It's because their mind is open to more uh, than the people who have already fitted in. They're still wild. This is going back to Charles Galton Darwin, the wild man. Darwin said himself, most people are domesticated. And that was the goal, to domesticate all people. The wild man, he says, are at the top. We must remain wild because we're guiding the world. And they have to be really sharp for anything that might go wrong out of the control or something that didn't start with themselves and make sudden decisions. So they have to retain their wild decision-making capabilities. If you still have it as a teenager, you'll end up in trouble uh, and then you'll be uh, blacklisted in society and you'll blame yourself and you'll get depressed and, and, and so on and so on. Very difficult in this time and age because the signs and symptoms of a disease are everywhere. Everywhere. Just think what's happened since 2001. Go before that to the 1990s to the PNAC group. The project for the new American century with Wolfowitz and Cheney and all these guys in Rumsfeld and what they drafted up and signed up. All the countries they wanted to take out. And then Bush followed the list. And then Obama has followed the list. The rest of the list is still ongoing. Long before 2001 came along. And they said the public would never go along with it. In the 90s they said they'd never go along with it unless we get something on the scale of a Pearl Harbor event happening. Massive propaganda out of a crisis, you see. They always take advantage of crisis. So, you're living through a script. Now, that's only one part of a script. When you get into the rest of the script, you've got nothing but social engineering running ahead in so many different directions, starting, of course, with the children, even before they're born, in fact. Even with the mothers getting special injections for this or that, like experiments, uh, and, and, of course, to see how the child ends up. It's quite fascinating to go into all the stuff that's really, really going on. And then you must always go back to the big players who not only predicted this part of, of the changes of all of society across the world, but who participated in setting up all of this, including the whole culture that would be present today, 50 and 60 years ago. I've mentioned them on the air many, many times, some of them, who wrote books about it. These, these guys participated in bringing a common culture across the world of basically obedience in a socialistic fashion for the general populations of the entire planet. And they even talked about bringing China up to make it the main manufacturer for the planet. They had all this, that's in the 1930s. So we're living through a script, you understand. Well, meanwhile, we'll coexist with this fascist elite at the top the ones who have all the cash, because they're never going to give it up. They, they utilize and they ride over changes, you see. They utilize them to make sure they're always on top through all the big changes. The same happened in the Soviet Union. 
There are big, big international corporations working in the Soviet Union from the day one of Lenin. Yeah. Till it's finished. Till it's finished, in fact. GM was over there. Ford was over there. Big, big companies over there. Working for them the whole time. So, you understand, uh, the ones on the top decided, well, we'll get the, uh, a communist socialist type society with oh, hundreds and hundreds of government agencies directing the lives of every single individual from birth to death. And that way, you can always veer off or stop something, nip it in the bud, anybody who comes along with an idea to change it from the bottom, that is. Or even from the, the middle classes, where most of them comes from. And... Um, and communism was the best way to do it. Now, terrorism is fantastic because, you see, after the communists took over this big, uh, this big laboratory, the Soviet Union, uh, shut its borders. And they did incredible things and in experimentation on human beings inside Russia. It's amazing things. They'd never get away with anywhere else, at least in a, a, a more open society. Whenever you get a fully open society, you just get a little peak once in a while. We're supposed to be open. We can't even get answers from our governments on anything. But continue in this theme when I come back from this break. Hi folks, I'm back cutting for the Matrix, talking about the system in which we live, or exist I should say really, and uh, the system that's to come in, it's being implemented as we speak, it has been for a long time, where the masses have to be come down into an austere level. The United Nations actually put out papers years ago on this, they could either keep 2 billion people alive, living pretty well, a good state of existence, uh, or 9 billion uh, living in squalor, and that's just how they rationalized all of this. So the idea was that, well, we'll have 7 billion living in squalor, call it austerity, and bring them down step by step by step into the little communitarian areas, growing their own little GM veggies, and maybe they'll give us the chemicals for free, you know, the herbicides. And, um, and then you have 2 billion at the top, which is about what we've got, already got with the multi-billionaires and so on. Uh, and, and they'll live in the fascist existence. Above the clouds, you understand. They don't have the clouds of PR that we live under. It's, they'll be in the light. And that's basically how it's going to be. And so we're, we're going through all of this today. So they came up, too, with the idea of uh, man. Remember, the Club of Rome, man is the enemy of the planet. See, they had to get an idea to unite all of mankind. See, they always use you before they flatten you. They use you first, <laughs> and then they let you have it. And... Um, so man was the enemy of the planet, so we'd all have to sacrifice, you see, and uh, and save the world, and come together as one. This oneness idea. Remember, they've been at this for a long time. They wanted a um, a world government to when they set up the League of Nations. The guys who set up the Royal Institute of International Affairs wanted to be in control of a world government, and they are. And all their branches of Council and Foreign Relations across the planet run every other country the same as the U.S. has run in Canada. Sometimes they change their names when you catch on to them, like Canada did, but it was the same organization. They put in their prime ministers. Every prime minister and president has been a member, and the whole British Commonwealth and the U.S. Uh, for the, of this organization, according to Carol Quigley, who was their historian from the, from the archives, for over 60 years, and that was in the 1960s, he wrote his books on that. 
So they've been at this for a long, long, long time. And believe you me, the future is not a good one. They also wanted to bring down the lifespan of the public too. Uh, and they had meetings in the 50s about it. They had the, the King of England, uh, right after World War II, had a world meeting about bringing down the population because wars weren't killing enough for the peasantry, basically, you see. And, of course, they were going by Charles Galton Darwin's uh, books and, and ideas and all the other eugenicists that, that all the inferior types would consume all the stuff for the superior types and end it all for the superior types would overtake them, etc. And that's, that's still the program today. So nothing really changes in this system uh, at all. It's the same agenda, one agenda, and the only thing is that they come up with new religions. And I say religions because they talked about creating new religions for this very, very purpose, to bring in a new society. And uh, they've funded many of them into existence. Now, Gorbachev talked about it in one of his books. I think it was Towards a New Civilization or one of his other books. They're all ghostwritten for him anyway. But in the book he said that he was, personally was an atheist, but he says we, meaning he was taking part in this, we are creating for the people of the earth a new religion for the world. And he says it's going to be based, and it must be based on a form, a form of earth worship, you see. And... Um, He's still working at this today with all the big think tanks and organizations across the world. So they come in with a club of Rome that was given the task to unite man. They were the guys who came up with the idea of crisis creation. What can we use? Oh, UFOs are out the window. Uh, not enough of the public are believing in them. Uh, nothing's attacking us from out there. So what can attack? Well, actually, the atmosphere, everything's going to turn on humankind. The world itself and its very atmosphere is turning on man. Global warming would fit the bill, basically. That's what they said. Famine, uh, global warming, uh, drought, and etc. would fit the bill. This is right after deciding there was going to be an ice age, and then they changed it to the to the frying age. Uh, regardless, it's a great myth, you see, and you can make any myth into reality, at least in the minds of the public. And so they've gone full steam ahead with this. They can't turn back. It doesn't matter how many scientists come out and tell you the, the, the other side of the story with lots of facts and lots of data that don't come from these special computer models that are always giving you bogus results. I mean, all they are, these special uh, computers, are guaranteed to do to take a rotten script of, of a supposed scary movie and turn it into a, a blockbuster uh, thriller, horror. That's what they are. Take any little thing and they'll turn it into a horror story. That's what these computers are. And whole armies of people are living on grants, big massive grants to keep this religion going. So they're priests, you see, they're high priests. And they can't verify anything. Nothing ever turns out the way you say it's going to be, do. It doesn't matter. It's a religion, you understand. And you're a heretical. They've actually said that. You're heretical if you don't believe in it. When you hear these terms getting used, you're hearing religious terminology because they have no factual basis to, to back it up with. Now they're going to all weird and wonderful uh, ideas to convince us. All this stuff that you see in the papers about what they're doing, how are they going to get rid of the carbon dioxide? Understanding carbon dioxide follows warming. And even when you start cooling, it still rises. It lags behind before it changes. That's always been known right up until they came up with the idea that it's causing global warming. You see? It's an idea. Here's one of the ridiculous things they're going to by people getting well paid to spend your tax money under the guys are going to save you, you see. Seabed test mimics carbon dioxide release. No, no joking, this is not April Fool. 
It says, scientists are beginning a month-long experiment in Scotland in Scottish water to study the impact of a possible leak from an undersea carbon dioxide storage site, which isn't built. It's a test. And I'll tell you about it when I come back from this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix, talking about the system in which we live and how the big boys plan to keep riding it, even when they change it into a new system. And uh, all the groups are getting used, the left wing, right wing, everybody gets used on the way because they've got all these think tanks at the top and they know where they're going. And everyone will believe it's a new system, we're all saving the world by doing your bit. Remember the, the, the communist China, and it's still communist by the way, is, is the model state for the United Nations, for us all to copy. Now, you don't have courts in China. You just have uh, three judges. That's what you have, generally, in any criminal trial. Three judges, and you decide. And you're presumed guilty from the start, you see, because the cops have already done investigations. Just a matter of coming to a decision on the punishment. And uh, there are many, many other things, of course, you don't want to emulate, too, from China. But the state is in charge. The state is God. And I really mean that. It, It is God. And uh, even the prisoners, when they're being, they're being sentenced, get down on their knees like all peasants do and plead for mercy and literally on their knees in front of the judges. And, um, and then they're, they're admonished and they should, uh, for, for letting down the state. You're not letting down God or your family. No, you're letting it down the state, you see. Everything rules from the top in China. And that's what they want us all to go under the same thing. And then that's why they're bringing down the heavy hand across all the rest of the so-called first world countries as we start to go into the, the, the police state type of system, which may last a while. I think personally it will, years, I think, before you're ready to understand that once you toss all your deities out the window that gave you rights, you'll get all your rights given by the states. And, of course, the states can also take them away just as fast. But it's a fact, folks. And the state becomes supreme. They are the gods. And then all, everybody with a little, a little government badge is also a, a, a little sub-god, you see, mini-god. And the people have to worship them and kowtow to them because they're terrified of them. But they still, even in China, have this... this uh, there's no class system in China. Who's kidding who? If you have, get a certain income above a certain income or you work for the state at a certain level, you're allowed to have two or three children. You just pay one fine, one one-time fine, that's all. You don't go to jail or even to court to, to, to get the fine. You just you just pay it up front, and that's it. But if you're one of the, the mass peasants that are doing all the work at the bottom and stuck in factories, sometimes locked in uh, and paid peanuts, um, no one one child for you, they'll drag you the wife off to the to the abortion factory, and that's what's to be. We're all supposed to emulate down the road. So anyway, getting back to. This story in, in Scotland here, uh, and I'll go into this too, because Lord Rothschild jumped up this whole scam. When he, he came up, remember, with the carbon credits that would go through his family bank, his private bank in Switzerland, carbon credits. Uh, and he, he also came up with the idea of burning carbon dioxide in, under the sea and, and, and undersea vaults that they create. What a, what a con, what a religion this is, eh? Get us all believing in this stuff. 
But anyway, well, why not? People built vast palaces and, 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 and cathedrals for their deities in the past, in all ages. So big building projects are part of these money guys' system because you pay for it all. And, and of course, it keeps them in power because they lend out the rubbish that you pay back to them in, in real estate and so on. So scientists are beginning a month-long experiment in Scottish waters to study the impact of a, a possible leak from an undersea carbon dioxide storage site. Working in Ardmurknish Bay near Oban, beautiful place, Oban, they've already got a folly there, you should look it up. Researchers will allow CO2 to bubble through sediments from a buried pipe and look for impacts on marine life. Now, I don't know what this is going to cost everybody. Catching CO2 from power stations. Do you want to really, do you really want to capture CO2 from power stations? Suppose there's a little leak there with some, something else in it. Hmm? And bringing it under the seabed is viewed as, a, as an important global warming fix. A number of countries have plants in operation, uh, though the UK does not. This is believed to be the first time that an impact of CO2 escape on seabed ecosystems has been investigated. We want to study what happens if there's a leak from a carbon uh, capture and storage reservoir, or more likely from a fault in a pipe or at the injection site, said Henrik Stahl from the Scottish Marine Institute. Well, he's got a job for life making up these little tests, eh? Great fun for the, it's like being at school, in primary school. And who's in charge of the project We'll study how this affects the ecosystems The animals and microbes living in the sediments And how the CO2 transforms In its passage through the upper layers Of the sediment, he told the BBC News Injection was due to begin on Monday But the late delivery of a, a part Meant a postponement It's now due to begin on Wednesday Isn't that amazing, eh? It says it's going to release 80 to 800 kilograms Of CO2 per day actually, It's okay for It's like Hollywood if you ever watch Hollywood, all these movies where they have massive wars, they've fired more bullets in Hollywood than have been fought in all the wars in history. You know that? And they have everything burning, cities burning, everything's burning, and big black pounds of smoke come up and everything, and they get away with it. But if you do that, oh, carbon, carbon pollution. Oh, my God. So here's these guys pumping 80 to 800 kilograms of CO2 per day from a pipe braid about 10 metres down this, 10 metres, about 30-odd feet down the sediment. What a joke. What a joke. So they're going to pump this in the atmosphere when it's a crisis to do so. But they can get away with it because they're getting paid to do with it. Understand everything is a con game. Every darn thing is a con game. But it must have all the trappings of a religion. The guys wearing the fancy dresses and the white coats and that must be have stern faces and, and, and never laugh and giggle when they're talking to the public about these things. Because they're getting awfully well paid for it all. You see, live a, a life of fairly, fair, just turn a paper in once or twice a year and your paycheck keeps coming in, the grants keep coming in. Yeah, not bad, eh? But they're doing these ridiculous things all over the planet. As I say, CO2 is released by the sea when it warms. And as I say, even when the sea starts cooling, it keeps, it keeps on going, it builds up. It, it's not like a, a brake, the brakes on your car, they can lock. It doesn't happen that way in nature. It keeps coming uh, and, until many, many years later. It follows warming. It doesn't precede warming. That was always the case in science before, but you can always jiggle science when it suits you for a, a different cause, you see. And getting back to reality, and I was talking about what is reality? What is reality? To most folks, honestly, 
uh, it's just watching TV, having the same programs on, having a laugh at things, and uh, and doing what everybody else does. There's reality to them. They think that's normality. Because everyone else is doing what they're doing. But no, see, all your view, all the things that you do are given to you, including all the scientific toys you're given. In one of the Brave New Worlds movies, there's a good little line in there. Oh, yes, we've got high technology that the people use, but we only give them enough to keep them under control, not 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 to free them, to keep them under control. And everyone's under control now. They all know they're being watched and monitored, but they don't mind. That's quite the feat, getting to that stage. But what is reality now? One of the Bush's aides, these aides are advisors, remember, the guys who come up with the cons, they give them the image, uh, and uh, they, they write their speeches for them. They plan agendas, uh, all the political agendas, war agendas, everything. And this is what he said, this, this aide of Bush said to the journalist Ron Suskind, he said, um, we are an empire now. Right? Now, what kind of, what's he talking about? We're an empire. Did you know you were an empire? Did you ever think you were an empire? Do you think at all? We are an empire. And who is we? We are an empire now. And when we act, we create our own reality. He's telling you the answer what I just asked you. And while you're studying that, see, there's we and then there's you. Okay. So there's a clique at the top who are an empire. We're an empire now, and when we act, we create our own reality. And while you're studying that reality, judiciously as you will, we'll act again, creating creating other new realities which you can study too. And that's how things will sort out. We're history's actors. And you, all of you, all the journalists there, will be left to just study what we do. They'll never know the truth of, of why they're doing things, but they'll study it, and then they'll give us these conclusions, which are generally always wrong. That's how you run the world. That's how you run the world. And that's what the media is for, isn't it? It's to parrot out what's generally given out office press releases to the general public. The, the Pentagon, I've read articles before, where it puts in so many thousands of articles in the papers every year, across the world. Just sends them off to the papers, just faxes them out, and it's straight in there, and that's it. No questions asked. We're all under control, mind control, for sure, all of us. And most folk haven't got a clue. Most folk don't care, because once again, they're quite, a lot of folk are really happy under this form of a socialist government worldwide, as it stands right now. There's ones terrified that when you lose it at the very, very bottom, because they are under Obamacare and everything else is coming, because, you see, the UN only guarantees that everyone across the world will get the most minimal health care available. That's your right, the most minimal health care available. That's why it's been slashed at the bone in Britain, and it's getting slashed in the bone in the U.S. as we speak. I get lots and lots of reports from people in hospitals in the U.S. who are telling me the same thing. A lot's going on. And the ones at the bottom get it first. And it's sad too, because we're not connected with humanity, we're all disconnected with basic humanity as other people. And um, even killing now is, is remote killing. We have remote killing through drones and things. It's impersonalized. It's depersonalized. 
It fits in with your movies. You sit back. There's no blood running all over your walls when you watch other blood and guts on television. So you're, you're already immune to it in a, in a sense. It's, un, it's in that strange world that you live in. It's partly hypnotic. Every day you're, you're under a form of hypnotic trance. You're not really aware of, of really what's going on. Or it's too far away to be concerned about. It's impersonal again. You only watch it when it's entertaining. So slaughter becomes entertainment. If it becomes entertainment, it's for a purpose. It's to desensitize you. Because when the big boys, and look at, look at how we're living today. You've got Olympic Games going on with battleships with missiles pointed in arenas. <laughs> I mean, what are they going to do? Blow the whole thing up to get one terrorist? And, of course, snipers going to cross back and forth all, all the time uh, with, with rifles pointed on the crowds. You've got massive over-response of police in any situation, even domestic now. It's often the death sentence. All training, 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 training you for uh, through a process of obedience, 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 until then get you to much like China, where you're, you'll grovel literally on your knees to judges without any 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 uh, jury. It's all got a purpose, you know. Everything's got a purpose. They don't hire stupid people at the top, even when their system appears to the left wing to be crumbling. Remember, the left wing's answer to everything is just bringing Marxism. And Marxism, of course, is an invention of, of the same boys at the top that run the money system and still do run the money system. In fact, it's an externalization of the religion, you might say, materialistic, based on that materialism. But most folk don't know and they don't think and they want to be entertained. You can also lose your head just going from site to site to site on the Internet. And I've read the articles before from the top guys who says the internet's flooded with so much information and they make sure it is too to utterly destroy your mind if you have nothing to believe in in the first place, even yourself. There's purpose to everything. There's people get books churned out and you never ask where all the funding comes from. They're all ghostwritten for most people, but you never, where do you get this funding? Where do you get this kind of promo? Nothing happens by itself. Everything is a purpose to destroy something, to bring in something new. And when you empty one deity from your head, another one pops in because it's been created for you at the same time. And everyone, I'm sure, knows well that uh, a federal judge granted the preliminary injunction last Wednesday to block provisions of the 2012 National Defense Authorization Act that would allow the military to indefinitely detain anyone it accuses of knowingly or unknowingly supporting terrorism. And um, as it says here, the 565-page NDAA contains a short paragraph in Statute 1021, letting the military detain anyone it suspects substantially supported al-Qaeda, the Taliban, or associated forces. Well, that would be the U.S. Pentagon, because that's who funded them. I, I put up the the video before where Brzezinski is over there in the 70s in Afghanistan helping set up the Taliban to defeat the Soviets that were in there at that time. That was their Vietnam. Afghanistan was a Soviet Vietnam. And he stands there the, and, and Brzezinski and he says, this is a holy war. And they all go, yeah. 
So this really, you'd, you'd have to go and arrest a lot of these guys who are still running the U.S. today. But that's not the purpose of it. The purpose is if you put a penny in a box somewhere, it's somebody who's blind and the money's going off to somewhere to do, or they claim it is to do with the Taliban. You'll never know. So it's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. And they try to tell you too that everybody's trying to beat everybody else. They're so, so desirous of, of cutting global warming and, and carbon. That every country is trying to outdo the other. It's, it's like a race. Oh my, have you heard that? Have you seen it lately? Have you seen all your communities out there saying, yeah, we've got to cut the global warming, but we've got to cut the carbon. We want to be first. So UN climate talks have opened in Germany with the EU struggling to keep its position of a global leader. Small developing countries are, that linked up with the EU and a new coalition last year say the bloc must commit to tougher emission cuts and more finance. So the ones who are receiving all this cash, you know, the redistribution of wealth, and the, the small developing countries, as we go get cut to the bone back home, uh, they, they, they're demanding more emission cuts, supposedly. Existing pledges on climate aid run out at the end of the year, and the EU has yet to clarify what happens then. Most EU nations want to increase carbon cuts, but they've not worked out how to negotiate around Poland's blocking attempts. Apparently Poland was blocking it because it made more sense there. Attempts to toughen the EU's target from 20% to 30% below 1990 levels by 2020 have stumbled on Polish government fears about its economic impact on the major coal-producing and coal-burning nation. And that's true. They would flatten them. They don't have on the nuclear stuff and, and the alternate methods of producing uh, energy. And, and, and Poland is full of coal. Ask Margaret Thatcher. She shut all the coal mines in Britain because of the strikes there. And she started importing the Polish coal, and, and Poland was still Soviet then at that time, it was communist. But she imported all that coal and flooded Britain after she called, uh, closed down all the coal mines in Britain. Yeah. So the Polish know it, they've got a, a good stuff there, the, the, the good coal and all the rest of it. And here's a bunch of these uh, non-democratic uh, party members from this EU, new Soviet, telling them, no, you can't use it, you better just freeze. To save carbon, you understand. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. We're back cutting through the matrix and talking about reality and the big system and where it's supposed to go and how it's all happening. And it is happening all the time as you rampage ahead into this new, beautiful new world order. And um, it's going to be fixed in, for an awful long time once it's fully up and running. The, the system will be rigidly fixed, believe you me, when they have achieved all their goals. And here's an example of the media conning you. It says, members of the European Parliament cancel Rio Plus 20 participation. And everybody's going to say, oh yeah, that's fantastic, you see. And it's, they're starting to say that the, they cancel the plans to send a delegation to the UN's Rio Plus 20 summit on sustainable development taking place in June, saying the costs are too prohibitive. So they, they, plan, to, they plan to send 11 members of the Parliament, but instead they're sending, sending guess what, the Commission. Now, the Commission are the bosses. And see, the parliamentarians can't make a law, change a law. All they can do is yell at each other, etc., and put on a pantomime for the general public. The commission makes the laws, so they're they're going. 
that's the only ones that matter. You see how they can twist this here and make you think they're sort of calling it all off? <laughs> no, the commissioner, this is the only important ones that matter because it's not a democratic uh, union. It's not a democratic parliament. It's a case where the executive literally run the whole show. And Monsanto plans massive biotech experiments in the U.S., uh, at the maize seedling, etc. The U.S. government has for the first time signed off on a large-scale experiment involving genetically modified crops, which will lead to biotech big shop Monsanto introducing an engineered corn seed across America from South Dakota to Texas. So I'll put that up tonight too, and all the links at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And then there's also New Zealand bans... Uh, uh, fertility-damaging soy-based baby formula. Now, we've had that here for probably as long as, as I've been alive. And sure enough, you look at all the, the fertility studies. These are not accidents, folks. Where you've got uh, bisphenol A in, in, in the water or, or it's put into the food as well and um, stuff like that, or, or the soy-based uh, baby formula stuff has been going on forever. They know what they're doing, because remember, it's to make an infertile population. They want to cut the numbers. That's why these big corporations are given the go-ahead on, on some high level. So anyway, they've banned this for the moment, soy-based baby formula. Another study showing that generally modified foods cause sterility, uh, this one in humans instead of just other animals. Health and middle experts in New Zealand have called for banned soya-based infant formula after a study on mice suggested soy damages the reproductive tract and immune system. They've already had the populations here on it for ages, and, and they, they know darn well that the, the, the sperm count has plummeted down 85% so far. And the male, I'm talking about the young male, an age of about 21 years of age. That's normal now. But it's not by accident. It's not because of just greedy sods at the top. It's all agreed to by the ones that you think are looking after your health at the very, very top. The Food and Drug Administration, Departments of Agriculture and all the rest of it. It's all part of the big plan. It doesn't continue after generation after generation. It doesn't continue by mistake. You have to understand it. You have to understand it. And this swine flu vaccine is linked to sleeping disorder. Read last year from Finland. And now the latest study has said that um, narcolepsy has been found in lots of the children there because of the fake, the rotten flu vaccine that didn't do a darn thing except make folk ill, uh, some of them permanently. Doesn't happen by accident. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God or your God's go with you.